Welcome to Beneath the Wing. Just like air passing over the wing of an aircraft provides lift, the people we meet can also give us lift in life by sharing their stories of strength and success, connecting us all. Beneath the Wing explores the stories of the men and women connected with the Minnesota Air National Guard's 133rd Airlift Wing. This special series is dedicated to our Airmen's first year stories. Hear from our Wing's newest members, from enlisted aviators to electricians, aircraft maintainers to medics, and all jobs in between. These Airmen have transformed from high school students to dedicated and involved members of the 133rd Airlift Wing family. In their own words, they'll share how they chose their military job, the connection they have with the team, and how they have changed from young civilian to American airmen. I'm your host, Wing Command Chief, Mark Legvold. Thanks for joining me on this edition of Beneath the Wing First Year Stories. I'm talking with Airman First Class Logan Munzhaugen. Logan is a graduate of Janesville Waldorf Pemberton High School 2021. I want to say go Cardinals, but maybe I'm wrong on that. Bulldogs. Uh, Bulldogs. Thank you. And uh, he is currently a client systems apprentice with our communications flight. Hey, welcome Logan. And thanks for the quick correction. Go Bulldogs. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. It's great to have you on. Um, Logan, let's let's start with uh, with your story here. It's small town, uh, JWP, uh, small high school, and you ended up showing up at the Air National Guard base. How did you find us? Um, the biggest thing was my brother. Um, he joined it, and um, he was kind of my mentor, guide. He got me to a recruiter, and he kind of just led me the way, and I just saw the benefits he got, and I wasn't sure what to do after high school, so um, I wanted to go in that direction, so... Yeah, he was the biggest uh, part of that. And uh, what does your brother do for the Air Air Force, Air National Guard? He is a he's in maintenance. He's a engines engines guy, so completely different jobs, but uh, same base, and he's full time. Yeah, so he works on those uh, the big jet engines that keep our C one thirties going up and coming down yep. safely all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, awesome. he does. You're right, Logan. That is a completely different uh, different job. You client systems apprentice. That's a fancy term. What is it you say you do here? What's your job? Um, simply just IT troubleshooting any problems with computers. Um, I don't do it personally, but we also have guys who work on the networks. But my job specifically is working and troubleshooting uh, just basic computer problems if it's hardware or software. So you get to take calls from yep. people in their 40s and 50s who don't know how to access a word processing document on their computer. <laughs> that is the main part, but that's why we're here, to help out, make sure one things of, go smoothly. One of the questions I've always asked is, how do you keep from laughing when people like us call you? Oh, it's simple. We laughed after the call. <laughs> <laughs> totally fair. <laughs> but no, we, we kind of get used to it. I mean, we can be dumb too with simple problems and we help each other out in the unit and then we learn and then we help others. Simple as that. It's a great environment. Yeah. It also sounds like you get a chance to talk to a whole lot of people across the across the base, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Awesome. And we even go to other places in the base if we have to pick up a computer or if we go check it out ourselves. So yeah, we, we get out of the office a lot despite what it seems like. Sounds like a good job. I mean, people think about, I don't, 
the nerd herd is, is <laughs> the, the, the loving uh, term that we use for folks in our communications flight. But, you know, you people think of that and people that like being in a closet with computers, not necessarily the big outgoing likes to get out mm-hmm. along around people. Which side of the fence are you on? I'm kind of both. I mean, I can happily stick to myself, but if you throw me in a outgoing situation environment, I am all for it. So that's why I like this job. You know, there's moments where we can kind of be by ourselves, work on our own things. And then we all have moments too, where we're going out, helping people, talking to people. So for me personally, it's really great. And I get to see both sides. So, yeah. yeah. It sounds like you get to balance a little, little bit mm-hmm. uh, of both. And that's, that's awesome. You Definitely. know, you you think computers, you think communications, and you don't necessarily think um, this is something we need military people doing. Um, yeah. But it is an important job when it comes to the what the military does, right? Mm-hmm. Definitely. Now, I now mean, as, go ahead. I mean, yeah, when you think of the average military guy, I mean, computer guy doesn't really uh, come in there. But, I mean, you need these type of people to help out. So, yeah. Yeah. Now... When you join the military, obviously you joined the military for a specific reason. What was your specific reason? Oh, like I just said, I wasn't sure what to do, and I wanted that like foundation in my life, and just have something to be proud of that I could look back on. You know, be proud of that I served. And I always, I never really thought about it, but it was always in the back of my mind. And then, you know, when it was my senior year of high school, I was like, okay, I'm not sure, and. Uh, I was just like, yeah, the military is just be good. Just, you know, get the experience, the discipline, that foundation in life. So, um, yeah, a lot of things that kind of contributed to that. Yeah. And you joined us in March of 2021. You didn't graduate from uh, Janesville, Waldorf, Pemberton until the spring of that year. So a few months yep. after you joined us. Yeah. Then you graduated high school. Is that something you see a lot of people doing? Or do most people wait until after they graduate? Um, I feel like it's kind of both. I feel like either I just I just knew since, you know, my brother's in, he was like, it's going to be a while until, you know, you can get into basics. So it's better to get signed up earlier. So that's when I did. But, you know, you can see a lot of people do it right after high school or whenever. So, sure. yeah. You had to wait a little bit until you went to basic training. What did you do to get mm-hmm. yourself ready, both mentally and physically, for basic training? Because even people in our com- communica- communications flight, you have to be physically fit. And you have to be ready yep. to go to basic. What did you do to get ready? <clears throat> oh, simple. Just, you know, worked out. Um, worked on my cardio a lot. I love to run, so that was easy for me. But, you know, just making sure I could pass those standards, which is push-ups, sit-ups, and you know, that was one less stress I had to worry about when I got in basic because I knew that I could pass those standards with those running, push-ups, sit-ups. So that was one less stress, and I focused on that a lot. So that was the biggest thing. How about mentally? What did you do to get ready? Well, mentally, luckily, I had my brother talk about it and just how the experience is. Also, there's videos online about basic, and uh, I watched those a lot, and, you know, I just had the mindset of, you know, I'm going to be here seven weeks. It's not like to be here forever. I learn. I grow from it. It's an experience. You kind of just enjoy it, even though it sucks. And then you move on, go to tech school. So that was the biggest thing. So you got through basic training. wasn't too hard. You you, you do the running. You were mentally prepared for that. Uh, yep. got, got along pretty well with the people in your flight. Oh, yeah, definitely. They're great guys, um, especially yeah. tech school, even better. So, yeah. 
So tell us about tech school. Where did you go once you graduate from Lackland Air Force Base in San Antonio, Texas, with mm -hmm. 45, 50 of your closest friends or at least people you, you spent all that seven <laughs> yep. weeks with, you shipped off to someplace completely different. Where did yep. you go? We went to Biloxi, and um, we actually took a very long bus ride there. Um, it was almost a day, and but you know you got that time to relax, be on your phone the whole time, so that was nice, especially after basic. And then yeah, we went to Biloxi, got settled in, and started tech school. What was the start of tech school like for you? Was it different than basic training? A little bit more relaxed? Definitely, yeah. I mean. You still got your standards. You still got uh, rules to follow. Um, the three forty ones. Oh gosh, those are scary, but those are still what, there. But what's a what's a three forty one for someone that's never been in the military before? It's a little piece of paper that, if you never thought you'd be scared of paper, you will be. But no, it's <laughs> simply just uh, it's for discipline. If you do something bad or good, that never really happens. But they sign it off. Your um, drill instructor has to sign it. You have to sign it. And it's just kind of a warning. Get too many of those pulled. That's what they called it. You know, it's going to be a lot of trouble. But as long as you do your part, you do your thing, uh, you shouldn't have to worry about that. I, I'm sure, Logan, with uh, your stellar record of service so far, you never had any of that kind of paperwork, right? Uh, 341s, I had one. But except for that, I've been, I've been good. That's <laughs> good. It's kind of like a yellow card in soccer, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> For sure. It so wakes you up, though. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It, it, it kind of gets you to straighten up a little bit. Yeah, definitely. What, what kind of stuff did you learn in tech school? What was it like compared to your high school experience? Um, Well, the what they call them there was wasn't drill instructors, I forget the names for the tech school ones. It was a little different. They didn't like the name, but it was kind of like the military college, but they don't like this, that C word college. Mm -hmm. But uh, no, you, you did your thing. You had your own little dorm room, usually with someone else. Um, and you went to your classes and you kind of just relaxed, but the classes was the main thing. So yeah. And going to school to, to learn client systems, mm -hmm. that sounds, for somebody like me that was not a computer native growing up, um, that sounds like a lot of complex stuff, a lot of complex systems. Was it mostly in the book, or did you do a lot of hands-on, or was there a good mix of both? Good mix of, mix of both. So uh, our first class, which was IT basics, um, that was a lot more of the book. Um, it was online, too, at that time. It probably won't be anymore. Um, but no, it was a lot of reading the book, just reading the stuff. It's kind of boring. But my second class, which was client systems, the actual class, um, it was a mix of both. So that was very good. We got hands-on. So that was good. Awesome. And uh, how long were you down in Biloxi, Mississippi? Um, I believe it was around two months, which for a tech school is very short. So got very Too lucky shabby. there. Yeah. Yep. Got done with tech school, Logan. You came back to Minnesota, and mm -hmm. you get to spend a little bit of time back at the 133rd at our at our Air National Guard base, working alongside folks that have been doing this for a really long time, right? Yep, definitely. And uh, yep. what was that experience like? You, obviously, they didn't just throw you in and say, "Hey, you're you're running the help desk today, or you're going to go off and fix." 
do you feel like you were you're still actually in an apprenticeship oh definitely i mean with my guys there i knew them for about a year now because i've already been in so i got back there i'm like it's like my family i'm like how's it going guys so we got into it and before i even went to basic they kind of showed me everything so um a lot of it was just they would they would let me try to do things on my own, but they would be there to help me and let me make sure if I was doing anything wrong and just look over me. So um, the guys there were really good at that. And I felt very comfortable being there trying to learn. And um, yeah, definitely. People don't consider the military way of life to be something that's nurturing. But what you just described to me sounds very <laughs> like a nurturing place to grow and learn. Yeah. Do you? Do you feel that way? Definitely, especially with my unit. I mean, I can't say for other units, but um, for my job, it can be kind of scary. Your first phone call, you're not sure what to do. You're not sure what the problem will be. But knowing that you have guys there that's been there for many years, um, it's reassuring. And that if you have a problem, just put them on hold and ask the question. They'll let you know. You tell the customer. So, uh, yeah, no, it's good. It's awesome. You uh, you chose to go into client systems. How do how do the skills you've learned through your tech school, through your current apprenticeship, Logan? How is that going to help you in the civilian world? Can you go out oh, and get a job in client systems? Definitely. I mean, majorly. I mean, I'm doing college right now, and a lot of the stuff that um, I'm learning um, as my job, since I'm doing networking, which is very similar. I'm like, I'm very comfortable with this. Like. There's some stuff I can still learn, but like I'm very comfortable with the topic, computers and all that. So definitely it helped me a lot. Now you're currently a student at South Central Community College in Mankato, is yes. that right? Yep. You, you're majoring in networking services? Yeah. So it's not exactly my job, but it's still working with computers. It's more of just the network guy, if that makes sense. Yeah, for sure. I Going to a tech school and going through an apprenticeship program in the Air Force through the Air National Guard, Logan, um, have you used some of the benefits of, of the training that you've had? Uh, you get college credit for what, you, what you've earned in the military. Has that transferred into South Central? Oh, yeah, a little bit. Um, I don't have to do, uh, I believe, the credits. So, like I said, I had two classes. Um, my first class was IT Basics. I believe that was four credits and then my client system which is the main one i believe was 18 and um yeah that's definitely helped a lot and then we also even you also get a security plus um certificate which looks very nice on your resume but it's just basically saying that you know how to work with networks and um i forget the exact details but it just looks very good on your um your resume let's just say that for sure. It sounds like you got about a, a semester and a half of college paid for and you were paid for taking it through the through the air guard. And then that mm -hmm. that security plus cert, you're absolutely right. They they paid you to get that, didn't they? Yes. Yep. They even paid for that, too. So that's awesome. That is pretty darn good. Um, so we're rolling into a, a drill weekend. And Logan, you've been with us for a little while now uh understandably you you enjoy coming out to base what's the thing that you most look forward to on the normal drill weekend i'll just see my guys my unit i mean like i said they're like family to me now so 
you know, we got we go there. We even have our inside jokes, but we go there to work. And I just love going there and helping out. And I always get that um, feeling of um, just something I did, you know, for the weekend, even though if it wasn't that much. But I felt like accomplishment. I get that during the weekend. So it's awesome going up there. Yeah, that's great. Uh, the folks in your military family that you get to see one weekend a month, do they all work? at other jobs out in the civilian sector or do some of them work at the base full-time it's uh 50 50 for my unit um we have two guys there who are there full-time and then we have one other guy who works civilian full-time and then one other guy in my unit doesn't necessarily work in client systems during the drill but he's full-time in i believe um km knowledge management knowledge management that's something i yep. struggle with every day i i have to manage my knowledge as much as i possibly can <laughs> little different meaning on that logan hey, go back to sitting in class at uh, janesville waldorf pemberton and and uh you know you've, you've got the friday night football game to worry about or the next wrestling <laughs> match or you know the the social life that's going on and just the churn of being a high school student and think about what yeah. what, what logan looked like back then <laughs> How has your time in the military the last uh, three years or so, how have you changed as a person since joining the Air National Guard? Oh, I think the big thing for me is the confidence. I mean, I don't want that to sound weird, but like, you know, a lot of people don't go into service. You know, graduating is a big honor for me. So and knowing that not many people do that, uh, it's just awesome just to be part of that and knowing that. I've done something that most people haven't. So that's that's absolutely a great thing that you know that changes a lot of people and we don't get that mm -hmm. sense of purpose and we don't get that sense of accomplishment from um you know just showing up. There's hard stuff when it comes to joining yeah. the military and being a part of it. What's been the biggest challenge that you feel you've overcome since joining the military? Uh, I think the big thing is not being stressed over paperwork. <laughs> There's a lot of it in the military, so I've gotten used to that. So that's a big thing. But um, no, it's just a new environment. Um, it's just um, it's just a new experience. So just getting used to that and just uh, being a part of that is just uh, that's probably the biggest thing too. Sure. Is there anything in the next uh, four to five years of of military service that you've committed to here that uh... Um, that you're looking forward to and then on top of that with everything that we look forward to is there anything that uh, that gives you a little bit of anxiousness for the next four years or so um anxiousness um i don't really have too many of those i i could think about i mean a lot of it is just um this, those, like I said, that feeling of accomplishments and just keeping going, just improving myself, becoming a better person, and just doing my job, learning more is just what I'm really looking forward to in my service. Yeah. I asked you to think about what, what Logan looked like in high school and compare that, that Logan to this <laughs> Logan. What's the Logan in four years going to look like? Uh, Hopefully just... It's more, even more comfortable with the military, who he is himself and his job and just um, not being afraid to just go out and try his thing and just do it. Yeah. Um, we do get to travel as a part of the job. Are you uh, 
do you have any military travels on the horizon for you? And since you've gotten back from tech school, have you had the opportunity to go anywhere with your brothers and sisters in communication flight? I have not yet. They have gone on many deployments, though. Um, I think the most recent one was uh, that was kind of far away was Japan. Um, but except for that, I'm not sure. I'm not involved in any of the future deployments, I believe, but I could definitely sign up if I wanted to. There's always that um, choice. So that's awesome being this uh, flight. You get you get to choose whether you go. Sometimes you don't necessarily get a choice if you absolutely yeah. have to, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, for the most part, they try hard to just take the willing volunteers. Yep, that's awesome. Well, what does a communications person do when they do get deployed? I'm sure you, they talk about it in your in your group there. What does a deployment look like for a, an airman that's deployed and is a, a client systems apprentice or craftsman? So what I've heard from the story since I've been on one myself personally, um, a lot of it is it is our job, but you also can help out with other things. I mean, I've uh, heard a couple of my guys in my unit talk about how they help construct something, um, and that that was able to help the mission there and just do other things. Just if you're needed, you're able to do it over there, and you can do it regardless if it's even your job. Sometimes, so that's kind of cool though. Yeah, kind of, kind of being in that atmosphere of, uh, hey, we're all in this together, and everybody pitches mm-hmm. in and gets gets the job done. So now, finishing up your time at South Central, when are you going to be graduating from uh, your your college there in Mankato, and what's next for you on the civilian side, Logan? Um, so I really want to, yeah, either go networking or just do IT. It's it's one of those ones, whichever uh, one presents itself better. Um, but with the military and my second plus and uh, my soon to be um, uh, graduating from South Central, um, my resume will look really good, and uh, hopefully we can get uh, many offers out there. See, uh, yeah, hopefully so. Hopefully so. You spent a lot of time. You grew up in a small town. Grew up in a small town, literally in town, right? Yep. Yep. What what was different? Lackland is a huge place. It it's just a really really Definitely. ginormous military base in the middle of San Antonio. Um, what was it like going from that small town in Minnesota, mostly agricultural? Uh, it's a beautiful spot in the world, but there aren't a whole lot of people, and and there's not a whole lot of action. And going into that yeah. kind of big city atmosphere, was that a big culture shock for you? Um, not necessarily. I mean, with the internet nowadays, there's nothing really shocking but the biggest shock was um our graduating class was 59 people and that's about around the same number of how many people are in your flight so um it's a lot of people to be around uh that was the biggest shock but it wasn't too bad like i said i can't be a people's person so it wasn't anything too crazy i suppose it it does help that you uh you enjoy being around human beings and that that definitely mm-hmm. does get a different perspective for me, Logan, is the fact that, hey, you got the internet, so you can learn a whole lot about that. And yeah. your generation is so much more connected than than somebody that's been around for a long, long time. You think Definitely. that makes it easier to go down to basic training? Oh, 100%. I mean, before you really only had stories of other people who've been in about basic. But nowadays, I mean, you could go on YouTube and just like look it up and just see what it's like. And, uh, 
I, I used those videos to help me and just kind of see what it was like. So, yeah, it's definitely a lot different. Yeah. It is a great way of learning, and, and even old dogs mm-hmm. like me can learn some new tricks from, from, the, <laughs> U- from the YouTube on the World Wide Web. Yep. That's awesome. Oh, I've been talking with uh, Logan Munshaugen, and he is one of our client system client systems apprentices. He's a graduate from Janesville Waldorf Pemberton from 2021, currently attending college while he's also serving in the Air National Guard at the 133rd Airlift Wing in Minnesota. Logan, thanks so much for joining me. Of course, thank you. Absolutely, and if uh, you're interested in learning more, uh, listen to this next message. Thanks for joining me on Beneath the Wing First Year Stories. As always, thanks for joining me on Beneath the Wing, where those connected with the 133rd Airlift Wing, Minnesota Air National Guard share their stories of strength and success. We will be releasing a new First Year Story each Tuesday and Thursday throughout the month of February, March, and April. If you think you are someone whose story could be a part of our Wings family here in Minnesota, and are seeking direction for your next step in life, or you know someone who is, please explore our opportunities at 133aw.ang.af.mil and share these podcasts. If you're outside our local area but are still interested in serving in the Air National Guard in your state or territory, goang.com will get you started. That's goang.com. As always, I'd like to thank our public affairs section, especially Amy Lovegren, for her post-production and release work. I've been your host, Wing Command Chief Master Sergeant Mark Lightfold.